Hey, and welcome back to the Ready, Set, Review show. Your best place for movies, m music, comics, and culture. <laughs> we are your... You didn't happily... get to practice that one very well. No, <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Sometimes you win it, sometimes you lose it. Uh, we are your happily and handsome hosts. Uh, I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. As he uh, taking jewel rips here, taking jewel rips, uh, showing our millennial uh, nature. Super millennials. Yeah, right. No, we're, we're uh, real. We're really over thirty. We're like the 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 bottom barrel of the millennials. Yeah, it's, it's like it's one of those things where when you can uh, when it's cool to claim that you're a millennial, we try and do that, and then when you don't want to claim that you're a millennial, we do that as well. So it was like yeah. that. What was that thing we read the other day that uh, that Rob sent us? The millennials kill again. American cheese sales are American down. American cheese. Like... Apparently, millennials are killing American cheese. It's because we like quality. Give me that smoked Gouda. <laughs> See, but I have a question about that. Is that are they referring to just those garbage craft uh, singles that are wrapped in plastic, or like all American cheese? Because if you go to like the deli and get fresh American cheese, like sliced off the blocks, yeah, it, it, it tastes a lot better than that garbage in the in the packaging. Now, that I can see. I haven't eaten that well, shit. Why years. have American cheese when you can have pepper jack? Well, that's can, also true. You can have. They have all the, you know, tons of different flavors. You can have your Gouda, you can have Brie, you can, you know. That was like, that reminds me of the time I had, I had a, we had, after a party one night, had a few people stay over and I woke up, woke up early, hung over, and just out of the goodness of my heart, went to the grocery store to pick up ingredients to make fresh pork roll egg and cheese sandwiches. I went to the good bagel shop down in Colts Neck, went to the bagel store, Such shout out. You know, person. speaking speaking at the bagel shop, Chris Desai, our buddy from CBA, he runs that store. That's his oh, that's his place oh. in Colts Neck. So shout out Chris Desai. I fucking oh, love big your shout bagels. Out Chris Desai. And uh, what's the name of the shop? Uh, it's either called the Bagel Store or the Bagel Shop. I honestly forget. It's right on five thirty at the corner of five thirty seven and uh, thirty four, where that Perkins is. You know. So for those of you who are uh, New Jersey natives, and more importantly, Central New Jersey natives in Colts Neck, the best part uh, of Jersey. Yeah, they well, the the greatest part of Jersey. Well, the yeah. only good part. Of Jersey. <laughs> the only good part of Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> between uh, between what exit ninety eight and or I, I guess you could say eighty eight maybe. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go as far down as eighty eight. And not far. They're up than 127. Yeah, though. at the most. Yeah, once you hit, once you hit the Raritan Bridge, the turnpike gets all downhill. Yeah, it's all downhill from there. But uh, so yeah, so I went out, got amazing bagels, stopped by the grocery store, picked up some fresh pork roll, got some, and I decided I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not gonna get American cheese. I was like, I'm gonna get some nice like fresh provolone. So I got some fresh provolone, and I come back and I start cooking, and and you you wouldn't believe the shit that I got. From my wife and her friends, when I start making these fresh pork roll egg and cheese sandwiches, they provolone, but provolone, where's the American cheese? I'm like, I want to try something different, spice it up a little yeah. bit. You know, I'm a little bit of a chef, they put it over there. And there, and then, and so basically, I just told them to shut the fuck up and eat the fucking sandwiches. And guess what happened when they ate the sandwiches? They fucking love them. Yeah, yeah, of course. And Liz even said, Oh, the provolone is so good. Yeah, like, don't, <laughs> don't ever question my skills. In the kitchen ever again, but you know that's neither here nor there because definitely not, can't question. We're not yeah, here to so talk about the, uh, the best place to get cooking news as well. You know, <laughs> tents, you know, this is your ready set review show where we talk about <laughs> cooking, we talk about pork roll egg and cheese and bagel shops and everything else. But the shit we really want to talk about. So last week, just to refresh everybody's memory, last week we were all hype on the fact that the Flash 
has been delayed supposedly to uh, 2021. Yeah. And we started talking a little bit more about our big uh, DCEU conspiracy, which is 100% a real thing, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's 100% accurate. Um, and if the news that came out this week is not proof of that, well, I'll be damned. Because this week it was released uh, that – this wasn't even a rumor. This was fact because Gal Gadot – is it Gadot? Gadot, Gadot, Gadot right? Got yeah. it. Yeah. Got that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably get that. Um, she posted, uh, and it was confirmed by multiple sources, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Deadline, all the usual suspects, that Wonder Woman 2, also known as Wonder Woman 84, uh, has officially pushed back its release date to 2020. Now, this is significant for a few reasons, because the main reason being that principal photography on Wonder Woman 84 has already wrapped. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and filming the, his route. And it was supposed to come out in, I think, uh, 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 sometime in 20, like late 2019, yeah. I think, around this event. And now it's being pushed back to summer of 2020. I thought it was summer of Maybe summer of 2019. I thought it was a summer yeah. release, yeah. So the fact that principal photography is already wrapped and they are pushing it back by almost an entire year, I think it's like nine months, I think is the exact amount of that. Like, what? The, come on! Like, so here's, so here's the theory, right? So we are talking before, they're going to reboot the whole thing. We already know right. that Wonder Woman 84 takes place in 1984. Right. Our theory is that the Joker movie is going to supplant the existing universe, create yep. a new universe. And we already know that the existence of the – just the existence of the movie Wonder Woman 84 creates a massive plot hole from Batman versus Superman where she was like, oh, I gave up on humanity ever since World War One. Oh, except for that time in 1984. So we know this is the case. So what I think is happening now is they're going to go back and they're going to do reshoots to make Wonder Woman 84 fit into this new continuity because the Joker movie takes place, I think it's supposed to take place like 1981 or 82. So this is all part of the fucking conspiracy, man. DC Gate is real. Like, just trust (laughs) me, okay? Yeah, they're doing – they're definitely doing a retcon, uh, everything that we've gotten so far. And, it, it, you know, it's it's really interesting because essentially it it sort of kills uh, the Aquaman movie, which I don't think is a bad thing. Aqua Bro, they already redesigned his outfit. It looks all CG. They redesigned his trident. You know, it's definitely not the same trident that he had in uh, Justice League, you know, and it's and it's supposed to take place before Justice League. See, but that's what I'm confused about. Is it? Because I can't tell from the fucking trailer. Yeah, I thought it it was supposed to take place before. Well, see, that's what I initially thought, too. But then if you think back to the one scene in Justice League where we we met uh, the character of Mera for the first time, she made that comment about, when are you returning to Atlantis? Or I forget exactly what the line was, but it was something to the effect implying that he had not been to Atlantis in quite some time. And if you watch any of the trailers for the Aquaman movie, it's very clear that he's fucking been to Atlantis quite recently and probably is coming back as the king. So that that confuses the hell out of me. Does this movie take place before or after Justice League? I have no idea. And and is it going to fit into this new continuity that they are seemingly and, creating? And that's part of the conspiracy, man, I'm telling you, because from, what I, from everything that I've heard, regardless of when this movie takes place, from everything that I've heard, there are no additional cameos from characters from other movies. So there's no Wonder Woman cameo, there's no Superman cameo, there's no Batman cameo. Doesn't mean those characters might be not not be referenced, but if there's no true cameos from those characters and nothing in the story that specifically references anything in the other existing continuity of movies, they could easily just 
pop that movie into the new continuity. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, and I agree. I mean, if it doesn't have any kind of tie and he looks different, it's just the same actor. That's the only thing. Which I mean, is not outside of no. you know the, the storyline. Completely line. fits in with the multiple Earth. Yeah. Premise. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have the same character and the same actor that plays him, and and you know it, it you know it, and who knows? Maybe Aquaman will surprise us, but I just don't. So it really does not look like no. A, it really doesn't. Look it doesn't good. look like a good movie, and and uh, you know, you know, I, I think that there's a couple of, of interesting moves that that DC could do um, instead of giving it the big worldwide release. Although, uh, you know, I, I think that at this point, especially with the money that they've spent on it. Um, they have to give it that worldwide release. It's they just, have it's to. not going to make any money. Like, I don't think it's going to do well. Well, it's like we talked about before. When is the last time you can recall? Any movie, comic book or otherwise, releasing five complete minutes of footage as a trailer within two months of the release of the movie. DC's back was against the wall. They had to get hype like for this movie. So they're like, we're gonna give you as much as we possibly can without giving you too much of the story to get you hyped for this movie. And it worked. People are really hyped for it. I don't know why. Yeah. But it worked. You know? Yeah. And you know, you're gonna have your your DC fanboys, right? That are gonna go to everything that DC puts out and they're gonna go and take a you know, uh, we you we go we go, we oh, go you know, to everything. You know, we went to see Justice League in the theater, knowing that it was going to be a big steamy pile, right? Like, it was, and it, was. And it was great. And we were cracking <laughs> up and laughing and like probably ruining everyone's time because it was such a. Oh god! <laughs> I'm a fan of truth and justice. And justice. That's never going to get old. It's oh, so it's so man. fucking bad, you know. But especially with Henry Cavill now leaving the. Um, you know, leaving the the universe, you know, and Batfleck, but Batfleck said he wants to come back. Yeah, it's not. Uh, he, you know, he came out of rehab. He's all excited. You know, he went to rehab and and got his mind right. And you know, yeah. you know, you know what the sound is? That's the jerk off sound because that's a big fucking pile of shit. He is not <laughs> coming back. He is never gonna wear. If he wear, if he ever comes back as Batman, it's gonna be for one scene so he could die to set up somebody else as either like a, a Nightwing or a Red Hood or something like that. Interesting. Uh, I mean, that's an interesting, interesting theory. Uh, we'll have to. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Have to wait but, and see. Um, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, like I mean, I, I definitely think that that them pushing back Wonder Woman is a smart move. You know, pushing back the Flash, smart move. Now here's the question. You know, what about the movies next year? Right, so Shazam. Obviously, well Wonder now there's Woman, o- now there's only right. Two Wonder Woman was supposed to come out right. next year. Uh, so now Shazam is coming out next year. Is the new Suicide Squad going to no. come out next year? No, because they what, just. What's they, the other movie then? So for? it was originally the the slate for next year was originally going to be Shazam, Wonder Woman, and the 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 Joker movie. Um, now Wonder Woman is pushed back. There's is no Joker going to come out that fast. Yeah, it's coming out next year. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's no way Suicide yeah. Squad comes out next year because they just they haven't James Gunn hasn't even finished the script yet. Um, right. If 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 James Gunn even stays on the project, that's right. still yeah, a yeah. TBD, you know, right? right. Um, <clears throat> but then the other thing though about Shazam to consider too is that that's another movie that I've read. They've confirmed that there are no cameos from any other heroes in that movie. Yeah, nor nor should there be. Exactly. Nor should there be. It's it's Fawcett City, it's completely different. It's they as long yep. as they don't do a big world ending villain, which they shouldn't. Right. You know, it should just be a self contained story. And I think that you make it super duper cheesy, which it looks like it's going to be. You make it really fun and lighthearted. He fights Sivana, you know, and then and it's great, you know, and, and you have an actual Shazam storyline. 
And then that right? could be you another can movie. Make it cool. And that could be another movie that they just pop into whatever this new universe that they, they say they're not putting together, but they totally are putting together, um, whatever that universe is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So speaking of conspiracy theories, I've got another one for you. Uh-oh, here we go. Are we so, going down the rabbit hole? Which are, one are we doing? So th- this is a much more shallow rabbit Illuminati hole because we're talking <laughs> – it's a much shallower Illuminati rabbit confirmed. hole. <laughs> so uh, in, the last, in the last week uh, – two weeks, I would say, I guess – um, in the last two weeks, we got the one-two punch of Netflix uh, cancellation news. First, Iron Fist was canceled after season two. Yep. And then roughly a week later, uh, Luke Cage was also canceled. Yeah. So not even getting into the merits of either one of those two seasons, because I honestly haven't watched uh, Iron Fist yet. I finished Luke Cage. Um, but the the cancellation of these, people are like, People were shitting themselves when the news first came out. Fanboys were like, how could you cancel them? Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 And Because they're good. They're good. Well, except for Iron, yeah, right. Iron Fist was not good. And I'm just sitting here going, uh, Heroes for Hire. Like, hello. And not only is it going to be Heroes for Hire, it's going to be Heroes for Hire on the new Disney streaming service. Like, yeah. they've already confirmed they're making new shows and new content for the Disney streaming service that takes place in the MCU, with um, uh, with uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and Loki getting their own shows, so it only just makes sense. Now, again, this is completely a rumor, but I think they canceled the shows to get them away from Netflix, bring them in-house onto the streaming service, take over production, and we might get Iron Fist Season 3 and Luke Cage Season 3, but I think it's a lot more likely that we're going to get Heroes for Hire. Yeah, you know, and, and it's really interesting, you know, especially with the Loki, you know, speaking of conspiracy theories, with the Loki show coming out... Does that confirm that he's not dead in Infinity War? Right? Did he not die? Is yeah. the Hulk really Loki? You know, you know, there's this big conspiracy theory and rumor that's going around. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that. I, I went back and watched Infinity War again. And, and for those of you who are not familiar with the, uh, the the theory behind it, it's essentially that Loki didn't die. Uh, and that Bruce Banner wasn't really sent to Earth. It was actually Loki who was sent to Earth, and he disguises himself as the Hulk and, right. and, and Bruce Banner, which is why he doesn't really turn into Bruce Banner. Right. There's a lot of holes in that theory. But so many holes. That's there Swiss are cheese. some things that there are some things that make sense, but uh, at the end of the day, there's there's definitely a lot of holes, and so I, I'm not really sure how I feel about that. But if they have a uh, Loki TV show, then it certainly means that maybe he doesn't die. Maybe he can't die. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I mean, that's the thing. Maybe Loki just can't die. Exactly, right? I mean, it is really hard to kill an Asgardian, but honestly, I what I think is more likely for the Loki TV show, I think it's going to be a fucking prequel. That would make sense. Like, prequels yeah, are all the rage right sense. now, you know, origin stories and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's going to be a prequel, and I think they can make that really interesting because, you know... Up until we got, you know, we got characters like Killmonger and Thanos, Loki was far and away the greatest villain in the MCU. Yeah, but he won't be a villain. Like, he doesn't come out as a villain until the first Thor movie, True. right? So, like, if you make him a villain before that, then it creates a plot hole. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm not saying they would necessarily make him a villain. I just think right. it would be, it could be, like, maybe leading up to his path. Maybe it could be, like, you know, him, well, no, they kind of talked about how he discovered his... Heritage in the first in the movie. first anyway. movie, he didn't know about yeah. it until it was revealed. Like, anyway, Mike, many, I don't know. I, the, the, I like like 
I like the idea of a Loki movie, but I don't like... Well, it's going to be a TV show. Or that's what I mean. Sorry, a TV show. I like the idea of a Loki TV show, but in practicality, I just don't think it's... Yeah, i got to be honest. It's one of the... Usually when Marvel announces something, it usually strikes me as a really good idea. This is one of those ones that does not immediately grab me, but because it's... Because I know how good Tom Hiddleston is as Loki, it's got me... Excited because I think a lot of ways they can go with this. So 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 we'll see. We'll see. I'm yeah, more excited. You know, I, I reserve judgment to uh, until it happens. But you know, I, I think it's just a clear sign that just like WWE did when they first came out with their app, um, they removed all of their material yep. from Netflix. It looks like Marvel is doing. They're following the same pattern, right? And so they're going to be removing all of their uh, material from Netflix, which is. Really disappointing because I think that's some of the best Marvel stuff that we've gotten is is the Netflix shows. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, Defenders was amazing. You know, and I would strongly anybody out there who hasn't watched Defenders, uh, you know, if you're looking for a, a show to, to to just marathon on Netflix, I would definitely encourage going to see uh, or going and watching uh, Defenders. And you know, the smartest thing they did with Defenders that I wish they would do with some of their other series, and not just the Marvel series, just Netflix series as a whole. Netflix has this thing where like everything has got to be a set episode minimum right and i and i get that <clears throat> but that's a very that's very much like a network tv move netflix has the freedom to make those series as short or as long as they want and when they did um eight episodes instead of 13 for defenders that was one of the smartest things they ever did because it just like it threw you into the story right away they didn't need to explain anything really additional because they had three seasons or four seasons at that point of shows already together. Right. So you didn't need to explain who the hell the defenders were. They just went um, <clears throat> right into it. And it was like, it was absolutely incredible. The defenders was so good. And a lot of people shit on the defenders. And I, I don't, I don't understand their, their criticism. I think their criticism is retarded. Yeah. I, I think the acting was great. I think that the, I think that the storyline was great, and um, you know, and, and you know, I think it was a, uh, you know, I think it was a great show. I, you know, I, I really enjoyed it, and and to more to your point, you know, kind of like what we were talking about last week with Venom. One of the things that I loved about Venom is that it was just an hour and forty minutes or so, or you know, and it was it was really short. You were in and out. You got the point. Point got across. The movie got done, and it was great. You, yep. you were very satisfied. It was great. With with the the roller coaster ride that you went on, even though it was a little bit shorter than others, right? I was I was you know very very satisfied. Um, you know it's it's not unlike uh, anybody out there who actually does uh, sales for a living. It's not unlike a sales process, right? When you're when you're on the, the phone and you're going through your sales oh, here pitch. We go. Well, no no no. Listen <laughs> to me. Let me get there. So when you're going through your sales pitch, you you want once somebody is sold. You want to stop selling them. You don't right. want to sell to someone once right. they're already sold, right? So same thing, right? Once once you're already in, once you've gotten the story across, don't just make it longer for the sake of making it longer so that you can fill in because maybe people want to see. No, get the point across, you know, cover the main topics that you want to cover, tell the story you want to tell, and then just end it. You know, don't add things just for the sake of adding them. Could not agree more. And that's one of the things I think that DC struggles with is they try to put in all of this shit to make the to like relate more to the fans, it's like what Zack Snyder did. It's like, it's just you know, like okay, Zack Snyder, 
We've all read The Dark Knight Returns. We've all watched the animated movie The Dark Knight Returns. We've all I seen know. it 17 different it thousand. It seems like, like every Batman movie that they do, they're like, oh, it's it's got elements of The Dark Knight Returns. Because, oh, like, supposedly that's, like, the best Batman storyline ever. And, like, it's I, – I can't agree with that. I can't – I can't disagree with it because, you know, that's like your opinion, man. But, <laughs> but you know, it's just – it's one of those things where it was a great story. When it came out, it was crazy. It was such an, an advanced and dark look. Uh, you know, having a female Robin was so cool. And, you know, this was in the 80s, you know, and she was a great character. You know, even The Dark Knight Strikes Again when they did the sequel, which was yeah. – I think it came out in the early 2000s. Yeah. It was it – was, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a really cool story. Um, and, uh, you know, but the, the fact that they keep pulling elements from, it's like, okay, we get it. Like, good. You did the dark Knight returns. There's so many other great Batman storylines that are out there that you can cover and that you can do and implement that. Like, yeah. Focus on one of the other amazing storylines, which is what they're doing for the Joker. Right. The killing joke. And you know what? I, I couldn't agree more. I, I liken the whole dark Knight oversaturation to, my feelings on like Metallica as an example. I I can't listen to Metallica anymore because you didn't like they, their new album. What? I didn't even listen to their new album. Metallica, it was really good. Metallica I really has, liked it, and, and I don't doubt it. But just after having years and years and years of just Metallica crammed down my throat at every fucking turn when it came to like when you like you couldn't talk about metal without talking about metallica and it's like okay like i get like enough already like it's the same reason why i had to stop listening to nirvana for a little bit because like when i was younger and everybody right. was like learning it they pick up a guitar for the first time right. what was the first song they learned smells like teen spirit yeah. and everybody was just fucking playing nirvana right. over and over and yeah. over again it's like stop yeah. Yeah, and it gets played out. It gets played out. Yeah, it gets played out. Yeah, and that's, I, and that's I how I feel with The Dark Knight Returns, or, yeah. the, or The Dark Knight. It's just like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight Returns, definitely a, a played out storyline. Hopefully they, you know, we'll get a chance to see uh, uh, some differences if they decide to do a, another Batman movie and actually bring him back into the storyline. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we kind of touched on it last week. I think that the I think that the smartest move to do would be to do shows. You know, I, th yeah. I think I think to do a Batman show and to do a Superman TV show, right, and and leave the big screen for the crossover events and for the villain storylines. I mean, if if the the proof the proof is in the fucking pudding, man, because just look at what they're doing with the CW shows right now. Look at what they're doing with like literally a fraction of the budget. But all of the creative freedom, and they have built a phenomenal universe across four shows on the CW that is f far beyond anything they've put on the big screen in the last five years. So I haven't gotten a chance to dive as much as you have into uh, the CW shows. In fact, uh, the I, I watched a little bit of Arrow, I watched a little bit of Flash, um, and I've really uh, dove headfirst into Supergirl, which yeah. is the one that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it, it's really been awesome. I'm, I'm halfway through the second season, which I, I really look forward to, to finishing it out and um, and, and finishing it and getting up to uh, to current so that I can make myself current for the Elseworlds storyline. Girl, that plays Supergirl is so hot. Uh, Melissa Benoit. Yeah. Oh, boy. She is um, – She's very girl next door. Oh, that's why I love very, it. Oh, that's why very, I love uh, it. She's so aesthetically good. pleasing. To be, uh, <laughs> politically correct, 
pleasing um, to the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but man. She plays a. She's a great actress. She's great. I mean, that's the. That's great. the really point. Yeah. Right? And that's like, regardless the, of whatever she looks like, she's an incredible actress, and and she really plays the part well for the modern age. Yeah. A hundred percent. And and it's it's really been a really cool, uh, really cool show. I've really enjoyed. The, and all the, the different characters they brought in across all four shows, and all the different. What, what what's really great about these shows is that. So again, going back to the the Netflix uh, storyline point, you know that these are on the CW, so they have these network constraints. Every season is twenty two episodes long. Twenty two yeah, episodes, forty minutes. It's a lot. But what every single one of these shows does really well. So every season has got you know your your overarching big bad villain main storyline. But when they yep. divert from those storylines, they've done an amazing job of bringing in other characters for single one off episodes, self contained stories. And they oh, and you get like the coolest characters. Like on the Flash, you got a yeah. uh, Gorilla Grodd yep. for a couple of story arcs. Yep. And you got a shark, uh, not like, with the the shark, the big fucking shark guy. What's his name? King Shark. Oh yeah, King Shark. Yeah, King shark. you got a couple episodes with him, and you get like these amazing cameos from yep. all these great other villains from the Rose Gallery and from Arrow villains. And it's even just, Martian, it's so good. even Martian Manhunter being like a, a, a steady character in the show, so I think, good. is pretty cool. You know the 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 um um what do you call it the the adversity that he had with Superman right because he yeah. was holding kryptonite yep. and Superman didn't doesn't like that he doesn't want him to have kryptonite you know yep. that's that's I thought that was really cool it's like a very real thing yeah you know and Superman saying you know as long as you have kryptonite I'm never gonna I'm never gonna join you I'm never gonna be here on a permanent basis exactly you know, you know and I'm gonna keep you at arm's length I you know I think I thought that was really really cool yeah I, no, I think I, everything that they've done is. Uh, I've really enjoyed on the Super Bowl. And of course, like, look, it's a CW show, right? So you're going to get, like, it's a, you know, like the teeny bopper moment. It's a CW show, right? right? So you take it with a grain of salt. But it's, you know, if you're looking to, 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 you know, quench your thirst for superhero action in a TV show, it's actually pretty interesting. So uh, my thirst was quenched when I watched was it now? Titans. Oh, so let's get. Go. So let's do our, our weekly review. So this the, week's the, review will not be a movie. It will be a TV, a TV show. And I, I actually can't be more excited to talk about this uh, because I was really, really skeptical. skeptical oh, yeah. And, and going into this, and I'm really excited about the review. And not only are we going to – <laughs> which which out of context it sounded stupid and but when you watch the episode it makes so much sense so good and it's so well done and so it's, good and it's really really cool and not only we're going to talk about uh, titans here but we're going to talk about the uh, the dc universe app as a whole but let's start with the reason the number one reason in my opinion the sort of the um the pace car if you will to download uh the dc universe app and subscribe yeah um and here's I'm gonna tell you that uh, so before Titans. before we even talk about the the great things that are happening in Titans, I want to talk about the one thing that I immediately right out the gate liked about Titans. It's the one thing that I think shows like any Netflix show or any streaming show could learn from. They're releasing the episodes weekly. Which yes. is on a streaming yeah. service, yeah. so you can watch them whenever you want, so you're not constrained by like, you know, every Tuesday night at eight o'clock. But they're still releasing them weekly, and I think that that's a bit of a lost art in the streaming age because one of the things I felt while watching the first two episodes was like, 
fuck, I, I, I can't wait to watch the next episode. Yeah, but th- there's yeah. that that old school feeling where it's like, oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta wait a week. And like I, a week of like, oh, the speculating what's going to happen. I can't fucking wait. Like, oh, man, it gives you that excitement. You wait for Friday yeah. because the, the new episode releases on Friday and you get so excited to watch it, you know, and it's and yeah, it really you're grabs like, you. oh, man, it's really cool. You know, Netflix has started to do that with some of their comedy shows. Um, yeah. The uh, Virginia Woolf. Um, uh, uh, show that they did. Is that her name? Virginia Woolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the comedy show. I think. Is, I don't know. You're not, asking the wrong person. I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> they, they, they've done it with a few comedy shows. Apologies if I uh, I got that wrong, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was absolutely great. It was is is really cool, and and you get it on that weekly basis. And the thing about the DC Universe app is that the majority of the benefit of the app is not the shows that you watch. It's not yeah, like it's else. not like a, a video streaming service. It is, but it's so much more because you have an entire library of of comic books that you can go back and like not only comic books, comic books that like even hardcore collectors for the majority of their lives would never ever have the opportunity to read or to even like right, to right. physically be able to experience like action comics number one yep. or, and and some of like the the middle of the action comics run right you know and as they grow they're going to build out the 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 lines that they have a lot of the things only have one or two issues sometimes they'll have 20 or 25 and those are really cool but um they, they don't really have a lot of complete stories yet uh, but they will right and it's and again it, it gives you that anticipation yeah. for i can't wait to see what happens next i can't wait to see what happens next however on the video streaming side Something that I like about the app is that, A, they have a lot of the 90s uh, animated um, shows. So Lois Superman, and Clark, bro. Well, Lois and Clark. <laughs> okay, so they have the live action Lois and Clark. They've got all the live action Wonder Woman. They've got all of the original Max Fleischer Superman, which yes. the rotoscope yes. Superman, man. I like. I remember being a kid and watching that. Like, I think it was even on Sci-Fi Channel, maybe. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I remember just watching, like, loving that those shows. And like, well, I remember watching those. So those were. Do you remember, like, when you Superman would, would fight like dinosaurs? Well, do you remember and, like, when you would saw volcanoes? And it wasn't always like you know Dark Side or Brainiac. You know, it was cool. It was cheeky. It was I fun. remember waking up. For like those old Superman serials, right? I remember waking up at the crack of dawn for my Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid. And I would get up. I've always been kind of a morning person even when I was a kid. So I would get up so early that like the the official Saturday morning cartoons were not starting. But there was always like the early morning Saturday morning cartoons. I forget what channel it was on. But the Superman, old Superman serials, the old colored ones were always on before like it was it was so cool it was yeah, one of my favorite thing you know and it, it, it really really cool experience and again i i'm i want to say that it was on sci-fi channel when we were kids i'm not i don't remember. I, I used to remember watching thunderbirds argo you know the <laughs> marionette show i used yes. to love that yes. show but like early in the morning and and you know early age sci-fi was my first introduction um in a more you know kind of hardcore way into anime 
right? I remember the very first time I saw Akira, and it was on. Oh, it was yeah. it, Sci-Fi Channel used to do a thing called Saturday Anime, yep. and I think it was on like noon, and they would show an animated movie. They would show an anime movie, and I remember watching. Appleseed, I remember watching um, Akira for the first time, and they blew me away of, like, just just everything that they were all about and how, like, intense that they were. And then early in the morning, I would watch things like Astro Boy and um, and Gigantor. Gigantor was incredible. Now my now my early morning Saturday morning cartoons are sneaking out of bed early, making sure I don't wake up my wife and sneaking in to turn the TV real low and play video games all morning <laughs> before she wakes up. That's the adult Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> so yeah, so you know the DC Universe app, they really have they they've really uh, touched on something by having it more than just a, a video streaming service. Um, uh, one of the things I love about that that side of it, though, is that uh, you can download episodes yes. very similar to Netflix. Yes. Um, me, I, I happen to work in Manhattan, um, so I commute into the office on an everyday basis. So I have an hour commute in and an hour commute out, and it is so nice to be able to download two or three episodes yep. of – the Batman the Animated Series or uh, Batman Beyond or Justice League and just sit and just watch a, a cartoon on my way home or, you know, even go back and see some of the stuff that I've never seen before, like the Superman serials. But cutting to the chase. Time Titans. for the main event. Titans. Titans. So let's just, again, start by reminding everybody. We haven't talked about it on the show, but when Anthony and I saw the first couple of trailers for Titans – we were both uh, unanimous in our critique that it looked like a big steaming pile of dog shit because I our was first skeptical. Our first I impression was, was was I, like I didn't know and I no I thought I it looked like not, I thought it looked like garbage because my the, my the first thought was line I was just like yeah. it was an immediate turn. My first but thought, I thought was it like could be cool. My first thought was oh here we have another DC show that's trying way too hard to be dark and gritty because everything DC now has to be. Dark and gritty and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what a fucking pile of shit. I was so irritated by the trailers. But then the light came. And I actually sat down and watched it. And I started to hear, you know, you started to hear from Comic-Con and some things that there was like, you know, some uh, some like really good reviews and, and responses coming from the Titans footage they showed at Comic-Con. Then I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm always going to give it a chance. And then we finally got into the first episode. So let's talk about the first episode. We've, we've seen both. There's yeah, two out so right there's, now. There's there's two out right now, and the third one comes out tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. The first one is uh, a really – it's a setup episode, right, where you're, you're building your characters, you're introducing your characters, and it, it brings in uh, the Teen Titans. So for those of you who don't know the, the team that they're going to be using, it looks like it's going to be mainly – Robin, Raven, Starfire, and Beast Boy. Um, yep. However, in the second episode, they introduced two characters. We'll get to the second oh. episode. In the first episode, really, really cool. Um, and I have to say, the number one thing that really shocked me the most is not only how gritty it was, but how violent and gory it was. Like, they took the ball and they ran with it. Like they really wanted this to be not Teen Titans Argo. They didn't want this to be the Teen Titans cartoon show, which, you know, I loved, you know, when I was younger, when I was in high school and it came out, I I loved the Teen Titans show and I I really enjoyed Teen Titans Argo. And, you know, 
But see here, so 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 what you just said—that's the turning point for me on this show because everything in the DC universe as we know it, the the movie universe, it's dark and gritty, just for the sake of being dark and gritty. But the the violence and the grit that's in Titans, when you watch it, it has a point, it has a yes, purpose. Yes, There's a yes. reason for it, and yes. you and you get a little bit of it in episode one. You get a lot more in episode two, where Dick Grayson as Robin is constantly alluding to his past with Batman and how like they they didn't see eye to eye, and they haven't fully addressed it yet. I'm assuming they will, but they're 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 littering littering all of these hints throughout the dialogue and the character interactions about why Dick Grayson is the way he is. And the way he is in this show is like this like this almost Punisher-esque brutal enforcer. Like he, he threw a fucking Robin, uh, I'm going to call spoiler, it a, a, a Robin. Spoiler, yeah, spoiler, yeah, there's sorry. always spoilers. Sorry, here. sorry. We guys. should have uh, announced that before. Threw, wait, wait, wait. Just for anyone who wants to avoid spoilers, you can just, uh, you know... Fast forward for about uh, five minutes or so. So he threw a fucking. I'm gonna call it. A, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call it a Robin Rang. Yeah, the Robin, the Robin Rang. Rang. Right in the yeah. guy's eye. Yeah. Right in the guy's fucking eye. And he took the one guy. Eyeball. He bashed. He bashed the car window in. Took the guy's head out of the car window and scraped the side of his dude, head against he the broken glass. it across dude. the broken glass, like you're just like, oh man. But again, the violence. It has a point. It has a purpose. Yeah. They're building yeah. to something with his character, and you see it. It's it's clear as day you see that they're building to something with this character and that at some point there's going to be a big reveal about why robin is now the way he is so that was the turning point for me in the show when i was like okay like like because i when i saw the violence and the grit i'm like okay it's just dc being fucking violent and gritty for the sake of being violent and gritty but when i actually watched the show and i got to see it i'm like oh they're actually telling a story with the violence, which is not something that DC is known for. Good storytelling. So right. yeah. I'm, I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. The first episode really um, revolves around Raven, and, and it really seems like that's what the show is going to be uh, focusing on. Is it, It's going to be focusing on Raven and the interaction and, and her introduction into um, just uh, the world itself and, and her coping with her yeah. powers. You know, she's young. Um you know, she's, she is a teenager and she's just developing her powers and it's all about how she is learning how to cope with those powers and, and the struggles that she has with those powers because yep. essentially she's half demon, right? And and half incredibly powerful demon. And now, I, with her powers, you know, Raven always is one of those characters that has like weird powers, like almost like Scarlet Witch in the comic books, which you is never like, really explain you never them. really explain it. You don't really know, but you know she's like absurdly powerful. But you so, don't really know why you or really how. Don't, yeah, you really don't know why or how. They haven't explained that her father was a demon. They haven't explained. So uh, they, they didn't explain any of that. But, um, uh, you know, I think that they will, you know, and you want to know. But they did introduce the character, um, you yeah. know, and it's and it's really, really well done. And, and um, the just Dick Grayson, I think, is really well done. The story of Dick Grayson, getting the way that they showed his backstory, mm. you know, through like a dream sequence that that Raven had, I thought was really, really awesome. 
you know, I thought it was really cool. And the way that they did it, it, it just, it had so much purpose. And one of the things that I really like about Robin being so violent is it, it's, it's the reason why people are afraid of Batman. And I think that a lot of the time it gets lost where you're, you're too like, Oh, well, you know, Batman's not going to kill anybody. So why would a bad guy really be afraid of him? He's not going to kill you. Yeah. No, he's not going to kill you. You're just going to end up in a wheelchair yeah. for the rest of your life. Or he's going to put your face through a plate glass window. You know, 100%. Like, you know, it really shows like how how aggressive and, and really the entire point behind why people would be afraid of Batman and why people would be afraid of Robin. And that's another interesting point, too. I know that I so I haven't read any um, reviews uh, like fanboy reviews of the show yet. But I guarantee you that there are DC fanboys out there that are just rage pooping over the fact that Dick, the first time we meet Dick Grayson, he is a police detective in Detroit. Right. And that has no place in the comics. And but, not, not Bloodhaven. Right. Right. But for me, I, I think that was one of the smartest things they could have possibly done. I, I agree. love that the, the, they're, they're, they're taking it again. And, and I've said this um, again. I haven't said it on the show because we're only three episodes in. But if you if you ever listen to me talk about comic book adaptations when I'm drunk with my friends, the one thing that I will preach until the day that I die when it comes to comic book adaptations, because fanboys will always anger themselves to the point of having an aneurysm if a, if a character is not adapted to the screen 100% the way he is in the comics, he or she is in the comics. But I always say that as long as the adaptation stays true to the character, you can shuffle around any other elements around them and it will be just fine. And that's what it feels like they're doing with Dick Grayson right here. From everything that I've seen, they're they're giving us definitely a, a darker take on, on Nightwing. Or, I'm sorry, on Robin, uh, who, who will probably become Nightwing. But will he, still, though? Will he, though? Well, I've seen... Like, I, I'm, I'm actually, Jason Todd was, exists. He, Jason Todd exists. Yeah, they've seen We saw the shot for Jason Todd. So, it's like, Jason Todd is supposed to be, what, the new Robin that has taken over? I mean, they've only shown one picture with Jason Todd. And then He's where is this going to fit in? Is this going to fit in with the movies is this going to fit in with the new universe i think it would be a mistake to not have it fit in yes. with the new universe it is it's 100 not going to fit in with the current dceu as we know it but will it but fit in with the retcon it, eu it very well might be i think it very well could yeah. i think it very well could yeah i think it would be a huge mistake to not try and tie everything together yeah. or at least really solidify a storyline of a multiple universe so that at any time Maybe you get to see Stephen Amell in yeah. Titans. Yep, and so and so I'm gonna so I'm gonna the last point I'm gonna make about Titans is that the other thing that they've established throughout two episodes when they did episode two and they introduced Hawk and Dove, right? Yeah. So and moving so, to episode two. So, so episode Hawk one, awesome. Yeah. You get to see a great action scene with Robin. You get to see some great action scenes with um with uh, with Raven. Yep. And a great scene where she kills a bad guy. So good. Again, spoilers. Um, her the scene where her her not biological mother, but the person who's taking care of her gets shot in the fucking head. Yep. Is just it's brutal. It's out of nowhere. It's shocking. It's incredible. So so they introduce Hawk and Dove in episode two. Hawk and Dove are are together romantically um, in this uh, in this series here, and. You find out right away that Robin has uh, some romantic history with Dove. 
um, which is it's cool. A good way, good like, way of putting it. Yeah, they banged. Like whatever, yeah. they, they totally fucking yeah. banged. Yeah. Um, but so one Still of the things, smashed. one of the, <laughs> doesn't matter, had sex. Yeah. One of the things they do really well in season two that I think they're going to play out through the rest of the series is they take a page from the Marvel Handbook and give the main characters issues. So yeah. the moment yeah. the moment Dick Grayson shows up at Hawk and Dove's apartment, immediately Hawk like wants to rip his throat out because he knows the history between him and Dove or uh, him and Dove, and he's immediately jealous. And that plays out through the entire episode. And it's like okay, like then you start to relate to these characters. Like okay, like yeah, they're superheroes. Yeah, they're 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 fucking awesome as shit. But they're they're just like us. They've got problems. They they bang. They make mistakes. They they drink. They have issues. Like they're just like us. And that's something that has been 100% missing from the live action DCEU movies. But I think they're gonna focus in on. On uh, on this series here, and I, I really it really makes me excited. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and, and something else that's really great that that they have done is that, um, which a lot of uh, comic book movies have started to do is the the idiosyncratic moments, right? Where it's just these little moments that tie back into the comic books. One of the things that I absolutely love about the Titans show, and it's such a stupid reason to love it, is the fact that. Like, like when you watch when you watch the Marvel shows that are on Netflix, whenever they're talking about the Avengers or anything, they don't refer to them by name. They never talk about the Hulk. They never say Iron Man. They talk about, oh, the big green guy, right? <laughs> oh, that, that incident that happened in New York, right? They never mention it by yep. name. In Titans, they full-on mention it. Like, they're like, oh, why is Dick Grayson so bitter? Oh, yeah, because his last partner got gassed by the Joker. Yep. Or, or, or could have, oh, maybe he got gassed by the Joker. Maybe he got gassed by the Joker. Right? They, they, they refer to Batman as, like, you know, it, by his name, by Batman. Bruce. They call him Bruce, They call him too. Bruce. I love him. Bruce. Yeah, like dude, Bruce. it's great. Which, uh, I don't know about that, because nobody's supposed to know who Batman is, but, uh... Fanboy, 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 fanboy. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> the fact that Alfred is in the movie. That was a show. great little you know, callback. Oh, it's man. Just a little, a little phone call. Yeah, calls in a favor. Yeah, come on, because it's, you know... It's Give me some money, Alfred. Uncle Alfred. You know, Uncle <laughs> Alfred, I need a little pocket change, so come on. Give yeah. me a few shackles, buddy. Come on. And then, and then the way episode two ends is so good. We're like, is yeah. is Dove yeah. dead? Is she not? Probably not. She's probably yeah. gonna live. But like, it ends in such a great way. Where again, and again, they go they go back to that issue of the personal problems. So they're having so Robin and and Hawk and Dove and and uh, Jesus Christ, the. I'm totally blanking on her name. Raven. Jesus Christ. Oh, Raven. Yeah. Holy shit. That was bad. Brain yeah, major brain fart. And Raven, they're all on the roof, and they're having oh, like yeah. a little bit of like a, a little bit of a tiffy, a little bit of a tussle, right? Yeah. And then the, these new villains show up, beat the shit out of everybody. But it's like I love that connection where it's like yeah. they have they're they're having these emotional moments where they're arguing with one another at yeah. each other's throats. And the villain shows up, and then they, they, they just jump right into action. They get their fucking asses kicked. Yeah. But they jump right into action. And then, and then the episode ends where you don't know if Dove is alive or not. And right. I cannot wait for episode three. So yeah. I'm, I'm really hype on this show. We both are. Yeah, like, really enjoy it. I hope it. episode like, three is good. Like, it's, Go watch it's it. It's one of those things that right now the DC app is uh, it's $8 a month, and the first week is free. They only give you a week free, where other things give you a full month free. Exactly. Um, they only give you a week free, but I, that is, is something like, look, the, the shows themselves are uh 
uh, only, uh, I think about, uh, almost an hour each. Um, and it, it's worth going back and it's worth watching the shows. It's worth, worth trying out the free week just to watch the shows. And look, if you don't like it after the free week, f- cancel it. Yeah, fuck, cancel, cancel it. Make, it. You know, if you're that kind of person, you know, and, you, and you're, you, you know, you stay on top of those things, you know, make sure you set a reminder for yourself, cancel the app, but go on, download it, get your free week, watch the show, check it out. If you really like it. Again, smart move on their part. They don't make the whole thing. You're able to marathon the yep. whole thing. They make it week by week, and they only give you a week free. And I, you know, it's it's a money making business move on their part. I see it and I appreciate it. And you know what? I I understand what it's like because there are people out there who will try and and take advantage of a situation and get as much content as possible without having to pay for it, right? And and you know, so you know, shout uh, shout know. out to DC. You're doing yeah. a good job. Yeah. Hey, on that listen, one. Uh, DC Universe. Big shout out. Big, shout big out. recommendation for uh, for any of our uh, our listeners out there. So Anthony, so Matt, for our non wrestling fan listeners, explain the definition of kayfabe. Okay, so this is an interesting thing, and it it literally hot button issue. Uh, so I've mentioned this before, but I happen to be a, a very big sports entertainment and professional sports wrestling fanatic. Uh, so kayfabe is essentially the, the fakeness of wrestling. It's, it's when they do a storyline and it's fake, right? Like if somebody, <laughs> you know, falls off of the, the custody battle, well, the custody battle, exactly custody between battle. Rey Mysterio yeah. and Eddie Guerrero in SummerSlam of 2005, um, the custody battle that happened, it was, it was hilarious. It was fun. It's, it's storyline, right? right? The, the fact that Andre the Giant was undefeated and he had never been body slammed before. There's literally, you can go on YouTube right now and, and look up a dozen people who body slammed <laughs> Andre the Giant before Hulk Hogan ever even was Hulk Hogan, before he was ever in Rocky III. Uh, so like, that's, that's like <laughs> not a thing, III. right? Like, you know, like, was Andre the Giant an attraction? Did he always win a lot? Yeah, he won a lot, but he wasn't undefeated. <laughs> Rocky III. But yeah, so kayfabe is essentially the fakeness of wrestling. It's the storyline portion. It's it's when you break kayfabe, it would be like breaking the fourth wall, right? So that's when if you ever hear somebody say, "Oh, they broke kayfabe," or if we ever refer yep. to it as breaking kayfabe, it means sort of breaking through the fourth wall and uh, and almost acknowledging the fakeness of the show that you're on. You know, uh, Zach Morris when he would pause right. the you know pause the background and he would talk to the audience, right? Kind of thing. so. So now that we all know the definition of kayfabe, thank you, Professor Anthony. You're welcome. Does Roman Reigns actually have leukemia? And is it really that bad if he doesn't? So those are two questions that we know. And we'd love you to comment on this. I, I would love to hear your opinions. I really want to know. So recently on Monday Night Raw, WWE um, – came out with a segment and it was right in the beginning of the show and it was Roman Reigns, a wrestler by the name of Roman Reigns who is really the top uh, I would say so. I, I want to say top whoa, whoa, whoa. baby face. I was going to say top baby face. Careful how you define well, top. Look, I mean, he's he's main evented the Ugh. last four WrestleManias in a row. I know. Name somebody else oh. who's done that other than Hulk Hogan. Uh, like, so I don't I don't know any other. There is person who has main evented no. four in a row. Maybe John Cena, but the, oh, he four in a row. He didn't oh, main event them though. He four, was four, at four, them. He said four in a row. Though. Yeah, four in a row. Four in a row now. You know, no, no. 
did John Cena? Because I don't even think John Cena main evented four in a row. Because I don't think he was the last no. match. No, definitely not four in a row. No, four, four and more overall, yes, but not four in a row. Maybe three in a row. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, maybe he did. Anyway. Anyway, so, so yeah. Roman Reigns, the top good guy in WWE, came out on TV and uh, said that he is has had an 11-year battle with leukemia. And he relinquished the Universal Championship, which is a it's a world title. He released a, he relinquished the world title, um, and is basically stepping away from wrestling, saying that he is he's forced to retire and yep. he has to go off and he has to deal with his leukemia, uh, and that hopefully one day he'll be back. Yep. So, <laughs> cancer yeah. is something that's very very serious in WWE. They've done an incredible amount. The, the amount that WWE they're running has the done, breast cancer campaign the, right the, now. The, the, John Cena had I think it was in I want to say 2014. Um, and it will maybe, I, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he did over 300 wishes, granted over 300 wishes in 2014, you know, literally, I mean, for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, right? Like just a ridiculous amount, right? They have done so much to, to help support Susan Komen, to, to support uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, to do everything that they can to fight <laughs> cancer and even have Connor Spear. Why are you laughing? Second, what, what you said? I don't have the numbers in front of me. <laughs> like, like you got fucking spreadsheets. It's <laughs> like, oh, I don't have the exact numbers right you in front of me right details. now. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, am I going too much into this? So I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fanboy. And uh, anyway, so basically Roman Reigns came out. You think out. it's kayfabe. I, so I think it's kayfabe. So that's the controversial part. I right. think that Roman Reigns relinquishing the title and saying that he has leukemia which is a very serious issue. Yeah. I, I he did it in the ring. So I think why why is it different than any other time that wrestling has ever done anything? You answered your own question. Steve Austin he, got you answered your own applause. question. He's the number one babyface right now. Main evented WrestleMania four years in a row. You answered your own question. No, he made evented four WrestleManias in a row. How many did he get cheered at? Oh, he gets constantly. They booed. have been working constantly and spending booed. spending I want to say millions and millions of dollars yeah. trying to get Roman Reigns to be liked by the fans. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. Which is why. He, because fans feel that he's been shoved down our throats. He's, we, we he has feel, been. He's, he, does, he is incredibly athletic. He is. Um, he doesn't cut the greatest promos. He does not. He is a, a, but and he, his gimmick never changed. He's just a tough guy, but he doesn't really <sighs> – his story isn't really there. What, what, what does he do? He goes. He like he like yeah, fists himself, and, he does, and then he, he goes. Does the, he does the superhero. Yeah, the superhero dance. Yeah, the superhero dance. He does oh the Superman god, he is super athletic. So everything so, you said is why I think that it's actually real because we've had to we've had to endure what four at minimum painstaking years of Roman Reigns being shoved down our goddamn throats like a fucking rusty dildo. Like doing painstaking years to become the champ, and he finally does. He finally beats Brock Lesnar this year, gets the universal title, and then says he has leukemia and has to uh, has to evacuate the title. I don't buy it. I think it's. I mean, I, I feel really bad. It's terrible. I think it's real. I think it's hundred percent real. Yeah. So here's why it's not real. Oh, is, oh my God! Wait, because fucking put your tinfoil hats on, people. Put your get fucking, ready. Yeah, put your get ready hats for this. On. Here's why. Beat it's me not up, real. Scotty. Let's go. 
think of it like a business, like we often try and talk about, right? Movies that are making money, and whether they're good movies or they're bad movies, are they making money, right? My head's, so my head's, gonna, like, my head's gonna fucking Think explode. of it like a business. I already say it. You have spent millions of dollars onto this product, and it's not functioning in the way that you want. I'm like that guy in Scanners. They have spent so much money trying to make Roman Reigns liked by the fans. What is the only thing that they could do to get Roman Reigns cheered by the fans? Oh my god! Okay, wait. Okay, so I was not, I was, I was not following you at all. What is I was, the only I was calling thing? bullshit. I was calling bullshit from the moment you said what the first the word of that sentence. Thing. And then you actually made a really good point. How do you make somebody likable? Give them cancer. How do you cancer? make someone oh like god. Roman Reigns? Right. That's actually a really good fucking you point. Give him cancer. Oh right? my god. But it's a cancer that he can beat. And Roman Reigns is tougher than cancer. Oh, my God. So right before WrestleMania, Roman Reigns makes a comeback, fights who runs in, saves the day, or or fights the main bad guy that they build. From now until then, Roman Reigns comes back as he's defeated cancer, and he will get the biggest pop. You leave him. You don't talk about him. Uh. You got to leave him. You leave him off TV. Roman Reigns is gone. You don't mention him. You don't talk about him. No, nothing. You almost want the fans who do believe that it's true. You want them to forget about Roman Reigns or that he even exists. I hate. I hate. You, the, I hate the fact that I he like. He comes this back I and he it. is I hate the it. biggest hero. He is gonna be cheered by every single fan that's out there because he beat cancer and you're a scumbag. Wait, you don't cheer the I guy found, who beat cancer. I found the hole. In, I found the hole in your theory. I found right, the hole go in your ahead, theory. Go ahead. There's no way a shrewd businessman like Vince McMahon and or Triple H and or Shane McMahon think that they can get away with doing a cancer storyline without getting all the backlash in the world from cancer survivors and cancer patient advocates. Cancer, blah, blah, it's a serious issue, blah, blah. There's no way I think they get away with that. That is a great point, and that brings us to our second question. Is it bad? Is it bad if it is kayfabe? So you, there have been so many times that people have compared. Bad? There is so many times that they, people have compared wrestling to a soap opera. Yeah. Okay. You have to understand what professional wrestling is. It's entertainment. It is a show, um, not unlike any other show that's out there. Right. right? It is. It is the the way that I absolutely loved uh, the way that uh, Ric Flair described wrestling is it is violent theater. It's violent theater and and incredibly athletic violent theater. Right. But that's what it is. Have you ever known a soap opera to have a brain tumor storyline? Have you ever known a soap opera to have a cancer storyline? Is it bad? Everyone knows professional wrestling is fake. You know, just for right? the, okay, just is for the record, bad? just for the record, I, I just want to point out that every time Anthony has one of these fucking conspiracy theories, <laughs> it's always the dumbest thing in the world. It never makes any fucking sense. I'm telling it's you, just fun this to listen makes to. Sense. This this one, I have to. I I I've only had two drinks. I could be wrong, but this one actually sounds like it makes sense. Like it sounds like it makes sense, and I, I fucking hate the fact that I'm even saying that. Look and look if if. It's real, and he really is battling with leukemia. You know, I really, I, I, I absolutely hope and pray that it is a storyline because it, it's a very tough, tough disease to, to deal with, and and I really do sympathize with him, and I think that's the brilliance of it because if it's not a storyline, I really do hope that yeah. he overcomes it, and I really do hope that he does come back. 
you know, and I really hope that it's something that that would be cool, right? Yeah. But I, I hope and I pray, and I think that's one of the reasons why I want to believe that it's kayfabe is because I really hope that he really doesn't have that because it is. A I agree. And you know, and if he does, then you know, obviously I really. I agree. That, so yeah, uh, is able to beat it. So so let's end not to end on a on a low note. I think we'll end on a high note. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk real quick. Um, winner of the week. So, so last week, Anthony and I both correctly picked Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. We said that Halloween was going to be um, not just for what it was, but at the time of year it's being released, automatically going to win. It did not break Venom's October record, but it broke an October record for horror movies released is like 75, 76 yeah, main opening and, weekend. And, I mean, biggest movie. It made a, yeah. it made a, a fortune. Like, because I don't think that they spent a lot to make. They didn't the spend movie. a lot of money, yeah. So, yeah, and it, it really did well in the box office. So, Halloween so. crushed last week. This week, I'm not even going to waste my time yeah, telling Halloween you what's coming out again. this week because it's a bunch of fucking dog shit and some indie <laughs> movies. Movies yeah. that are not going to win the box office. Halloween wins the second weekend in a row. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that all the people who have wanted to go see Venom have gone and yeah. seen Venom. And, and uh, Halloween is the big movie, so and, and I it's, promise it's really you, cool. The people who didn't see it last weekend will see it this weekend, and it's even more of a reason because it's close to Halloween. And I promise you, our lovely listeners, that we will eventually make differing picks so we can actually have a competition. Yeah, so that we can actually weeks, make right? this like more so, of like a challenge. So with that being said, I think said, it'll get good next year, especially. Uh, you know, with uh, Star Wars coming out next year and all of the comic book movies and everything else that's coming out, all of the yeah. the really cool big movies. Yeah. And, I'm gonna, and, I'm uh, I'm going to win every week. Mark we'll my words. So so <laughs> False. as usual. False. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Go on thanks Instagram. for tuning in. Hopefully, we gave you a little uh, nice break for the day. No, that's a terrible break. People fucking hated it. Yeah, no, probably what? not. <laughs> hey, look. But if you did, look. Leave a comment. Um, go to our Instagram. Come tell us Instagram. why you hated it. Yeah, so we tell can us why you hated you. it. Tell us, you know, you don't like our opinion. Let me know. Do you think that the WWE storyline is it kayfabe? Is no, it not kayfabe? Is it bad if it is kayfabe? Is no. it really that controversial if it is a storyline? I don't take feedback. Know? Well, keep your fucking opinions to yourself. No, absolutely. We'll we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening.